0: What is up everybody? Happy Thursday to you. Welcome back to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Today we're talking Tennessee. We brought in a Tennessee expert talking about what the Vols are going to be like in the upcoming college football season. What to expect from them. Maybe Georgia's toughest opponent on the schedule. Maybe the biggest chance for a loss, people say, for the University of Georgia. And so what is going to be, what's the Tennessee football team going to be like this year? All of that today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up everybody, Daniel here from the Locked On Bulldogs podcast, joined by Eric Kane, today host of Locked On Vols, Tennessee insider, expert, guru, and uh, I assume diehard Tennessee fan, Eric, I, I assume that you're you're not just covering a team, but that you actually are a fan of the team that you're covering?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up, born and raised in East Tennessee, so it's, it's kind of hard to escape. Comes but... with the
0: territory. Comes yeah. with the, the, out in East Tennessee. I uh, I'm in Nashville right now, and so I am I'm surrounded and inundated with <laughs> Tennessee fans, um, which sometimes is fun as a Georgia fan. Sometimes less fun as a Georgia fan, depending on how it's going. But um, Eric, thanks for jumping on today. Um, excited to talk about the Vols.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Um, all right. Well, let's um, let's just jump in from a from a Georgia fans perspective i think it's not um, it's not a secret mentioned in the open that hey so late in the year week 11 matchup uh, between Georgia and Tennessee in Knoxville is the toughest game i think without a doubt on Georgia's schedule it is the the biggest opportunity, the most likely chance for a Georgia loss this season. I assume you don't have any dispute about that. And so, what, from your perspective, obviously a lot of changes in Knoxville between last year's team and this year's team. There's a lot of a lot of turnover. When you have a successful team, you lose a lot of players. Tennessee lost their share of players to the NFL draft, but continuity on the coaching staff. A little turnover on the roster what are the general expectations uh coming out of tennessee fans for this upcoming season
1: yeah i think the general expectations are i mean go and do it again uh, you understand that you, you lose some playmakers i mean this is college athletics there's turnovers all the time and especially now in the era of the transfer portal uh, there, there, there's turnover for sure but um you know losing hendon hooker you know that, that, that's big you know joe milton is not hendon hooker joe Milton you know, I think can, can be good, but he'll be good in his own way. I mean, he's not going to be, uh, in my opinion, I don't think he's going to be a, you know, a a finalist for the Heisman trophy, but he can be good enough. And I think he can be certainly, you know, capable enough to lead this team to, you know, nine or 10 wins. But I think the expectation is to get back to 10 wins for sure. And, Mm -hmm. um, you, you got some good additions via the transfer portal. You mentioned that you have continuity on the coaching staff. You had your offensive coordinator leave, but, you promote your longtime, you know, quarterbacks coach, a guy that played for Josh Heupel at Oklahoma when he got a start. So um, expectation is to just keep on going, knowing that it's not going to be, it's easier said than done, but it's uh, just continue on and and try to roll through that SEC schedule and get back to double digit wins.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the, the turnover coordinator. And I almost, I, I, I knew that that happened when I said continuity on the coaching staff, but to me, that's like Georgia losing Mel Tucker, Georgia, you know, when when Georgia has turnover at the defensive coordinator position, yeah. you don't blink because you know that the defensive coordinator, while a valuable role at Georgia, is you don't have to worry about that because you have a head coach who is the best defensive mind in college football right now. At Tennessee, it's just the opposite. You have one of the one of the brightest and most well thought of offensive minds in college football. And so you lose an offensive coordinator. Yes. But did you lose your offensive coordinator? (laughs) I would argue, no, you didn't. He's still there on the sidelines and he's still going to be, you know, having, having a substantial influence over the play calling. So it's got to feel good as a Tennessee fan, right? Going in knowing that that hypo system
1: should be able to just repeat with new pieces, right? Yeah. And um, you're exactly right. I mean, you, you had Alex Golish who was a big part of game planning and he called some plays and I mean, he was good. Like I'm not trying to discredit that whatsoever and we'll see how he does in a head coaching opportunity. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is Josh Heupel's offense. This is Josh Heupel's show. He doesn't trust many people. He trusted Alex Golish and he trusts Glenn Ellerby the offensive line coach because they've coached together for years. And obviously uh, Joey Halsley, who's now the offensive coordinator because they've been together for 15 years. But, uh, this is, th- this is Josh Heupel's deal. So you're exactly right. Um, I mean, it's a loss but but in the grand scheme of things that the guy who's still you know making all the moves calling the plays and you know doing a bunch of the game planning is still on the sideline being your head coach so um you know we'll see his first two seasons in Knoxville Tennessee's had a receiver that's gone off so I think it's a fair assumption that uh you know one of Tennessee's receivers is going to go for over a thousand yards and get some praise could that be Brew McCoy could that be Dante Thornton who's coming in from Oregon uh we'll have to see but uh, I think Tennessee's got some weapons you have a really deep running back room there's not a star in that group but there's a lot of experience in that group and you got to replace some guys on the offensive line which is going to be easier said than done but you do bring back you bring in some experience like John Campbell from Miami who's probably going to start at left tackle and then you know everywhere else you just got to find a left guard so uh, again if, if Joe Milton who is experienced this is now is I want to say his sixth year in college he's been a starter at two power five programs he's seen a whole lot of football. And it looked like he improved from year one to year two in the system. If he can take another step, I just I think there's no reason for Tennessee to not just plug and play with some different pieces, like you said. Yeah, let's
0: talk more about that. I uh, want to ask you about Joe Milton. I want to ask you about uh, what your opinion of which of those receivers might step up. Uh, we'll do all that um, right after this. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Vols. Um, it's the place to go to place all of your preseason wagers. Uh, Eric already mentioned potential Heisman odds. If, you, if you're a Tennessee fan listening to this podcast and you want to go place a bet on Joe Milton to be a Heisman finalist, those odds are up on FanDuel. You can get preseason win totals on FanDuel. You can bet on Major League Baseball, uh, tennis, golf, whatever it is. FanDuel has got it. Right now, if you're a new user, LockedOn has a promo code for you, Fanduel.com slash LockedOn. Uh, Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't cash when you go to Fanduel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Eric. Let's jump in to the offensive side of the ball, and let's start obviously with Joe Milton. He's the big story. A lot of these, um, you know, you look at these. It's off season. It's talking season, as Steve Spurrier famously called it back in the day. <laughs> but it, um, you look at a lot of these lists, these top five quarterbacks in the SEC, these, you know, best best quarterbacks coming back, and Joe Milton finds his way at the near the top or at the top of some of these lists. Ahead of guys like K.J. Jefferson, who have been in the SEC and doing it for a number of years. Ahead of guys like Jaden Daniels at LSU. Joe Milton as a newcomer, now I know he's not a true newcomer because he did play at the end of last year. Played in the bowl game. Um, What are the realistic expectations? Because you mentioned he is a drastically different quarterback than Hendon Hooker, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing with Joe, I mean, the talent has always been there, right? I mean, he's, um, let's keep in mind, he's been a starting quarterback at Michigan and, uh, you know, suffered an injury there and with COVID and how everything was so weird, he he went ahead and left and came into Tennessee and, you know, Josh Heupel did 15 spring practices the spring of 2021 and said, I got to find a quarterback. And he went out and he got, he got Joe Milton from Michigan comes in and. Was pretty much, I don't want to say hand of the job, but it's kind of what it was. He was given the green light and he played six quarters, got hurt. Hendon Hooker goes in, and that's all she wrote. That's his history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got experience. Um, he's seen a whole lot of football. He's obviously, from a physical standpoint, he's a freak, right? He's dropped 10 pounds to kind of help with his elusiveness a little bit, and I think that'll help him. But, um, you know, for Joe Milton, what I'm intrigued about is c- can you do it week after week after week? So, you know, you went in there you started against Vanderbilt on the road <clears throat> and as Vanderbilt, it's not a great, you know, it's not a great opponent. Tennessee had a historic run game and in, in a monsoon and you didn't really have to do a whole lot, right? You won big 56 to nothing or whatever it was. Yeah. And then you go, you have a month to prepare for Clemson and you know, Clemson, sure. There were some guys that didn't play in that game on both sides, but Clemson's a good ball club. And he played really well through three touchdowns, 260 yards passing, whatever the case was, but he had a month to prepare, and that's great to see. So my thing for Joe is, I want to see what you can do from one week to the next week to the next week. And so, you yeah. know, we'll see. All the tools are there. I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, and, and again, there's already been so many comparisons to you know Anthony Richardson and Will Levis last year, just from a physical makeup to where if he can just do something this year, he'll get a whole lot of draft buzz. But um, yeah. I think he's improved as a quarterback. I think he's a different guy now than when he got to Tennessee. So we'll see what it looks like this fall.
0: And listen, you can't you can't overvalue experience as a, you know, coming from a fan base that I know you are well aware loves the old quarterbacks, the old men playing quarterback. Um, Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett, people don't realize, the same age. But uh, Stetson Bennett perceived to be about 10 to 20 years older than any quarterback who's ever played college football. But you got another one. I mean, Josh Heupel's got another one, and I think that – Will that experience translate into maturity? You know, not all age. With with age, you would hope comes maturity, decision making, mm-hmm. the ability to read a defense, the ability to make the right choice. I think the big question for Joe, what Hendon Hooker was so good at, was just the system gets guys wide open. I can't. I mean, Jalen Hyatt's running wide open down the field. So often last year, and Hendon Hooker's just didn't was elite at recognizing that and getting the ball out. Can Joe Milton add that aspect to the big arm and to the elite, you know, athleticism that he already possesses? I think so. Goes him. So goes the Tennessee football team. You mentioned the receivers and the running game. Apart from the quarterback, give me an offensive skill position that excites you the most on Tennessee's upcoming team this year.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be wide receiver for me. Um, Tennessee plays three wide receivers and they can get up there and fall camp like they had the last two years and say, Hey, we've got we got six or seven guys we wanna we wanna rotate in there, we want this rotation to be big, you know. They can say all they want. Because of the tempo, Tennessee plays three wide receivers. Um that's just that's just what it is. Right now, mm-hmm. Tennessee has four wide receivers that can play and have played. And so, you know, football has a way of even itself out. Somebody will get hurt, yada, yada, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. But I, I'm intrigued to see how that shakes out. You got Bruce McCoy who's going to play, who I think is going to be Tennessee's go-to guy, the number one target. On the other side, you got Rommel Keaton, who, you know, was a man that was forgotten. He's been here for four years. He's using his Kobe year now. And, and when Cedric Tillman was hurt last year, man, he came out of nowhere and stepped up and was huge for Tennessee. Then you got Squirrel White, who um, he was a true freshman last year. He's about a buck sixty, playing in the slot. But for some reason, he's tough enough to play in the slot, and he uh, he's getting around defenders. Then you bring in Dante Thornton. So, um, and though he wasn't super productive at Oregon, um, I think this offense will bring it out of him. He's you know six foot four. He's a hundred and or two hundred and five pounds. He's long. He's explosive. He can play inside. He can play outside. So. I'm really intrigued to see kind of what this wide receiver group kind of looks like, you know, midway through the season. So, uh, we'll see. Obviously, as you as you said, as, as Joe goes, Tennessee's offense will go 100%. That's exactly right. Uh, but I think this this receiving room could add a whole lot of explosive plays uh for this offense here this fall. All right, let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball. Let's
0: talk about what Tennessee brings back there, what the expectations are on that side right after this. All right Eric um, I I hate to do it but I guess we have to talk about defense um, as much as as much fun as it is to talk about Tennessee's offense uh, let's talk about Tennessee's defense they were not it's not like they were terrible last year It's not like Tennessee had a bad a really bad defense they were I would say miles behind the Tennessee offense because the Tennessee offense was very good yeah but I wouldn't say Tennessee really struggled on defense. They obviously gave up a lot of points in some games that mattered, um, but but the offense, you know, kind of was there to bail them out many on many occasions. Is the expectation the 2024 that this 2023 24 season the defense is going to see some improvement or some regression? Or where are we at on the Vols defense?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And, um, you know, Tennessee's defense, as you pointed out, like, I mean, everybody remembers the South Carolina game. That was horrible. I mean, you can't erase it, right? Giving up 64 points or whatever it was. And, you know, gave up a lot of points to Alabama, but who doesn't? And, you know, 38 points to Florida, but you won those games. But, anyway, I mean, Tennessee's defense, where it mattered last year, third downs, fourth downs, red zone scoring, uh, turnovers, um, sacks. Tennessee got better. Tennessee was a better mm. defense last year by a pretty pretty considerable margin than it was in 2021. So um, we'll see if Tennessee can take a step again this year. You're you're bringing back a whole lot of returners, mm-hmm. and, and with this defense, you got to throw the you got to throw the yards per game out the window because they're on the field for 100 plays. Cause, cause a yeah, hundred it's a one. high possession
0: game. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. So um, you know you got to throw the yards per game out out the window there. But I do think Tennessee's poised to to take a step defensively because they are deeper in the front seven more so now than they've ever been. You know, Tennessee played three – I kid you not. Tennessee played three linebackers in 2021. <laughs> the whole year. Yeah, the whole year. <laughs> Tennessee – I take that back. They, they they played four linebackers, but one of those guys got hurt in game three. So they uh, they had a yeah. three-man rotation the whole yeah. year. Um, It wasn't much deeper last year, but it was a little bit deeper. Now you're, you're going to play six linebackers this year probably that mm-hmm. you feel good about. A lot of options on front seven with Rodney Garner. And then the secondary – which everybody would say is the weakest point, deservingly so. They they bring back everybody but one starter from last year. They bring back a whole lot uh, of depth. And then you go get Gabe Judy Lolly, who has SEC experience, who was really, really good at BYU last year to play one of the corners. So we'll see if Tennessee's defense can take a step up. I think it will. I think it will continue to progress. Uh, but, again, in this defense, you just need to complement that offense. Make some, big, make, make some red zone stops, third down stops, get the football back to your offense, and, and go roll.
0: Yeah, I I um I agree with you. Traditional stats don't really do teams like Tennessee very much justice. You got to look at, you know, defensive yards per play and and more aggregated statistics like that, and uh, creating negative yardage plays. Those those are huge for any defense, but particularly a defense like tennessee's uh all right eric i'm gonna let you get out of here before i do hit me with the biggest question mark if if tennessee's gonna regress if tennessee's gonna go eight and four this year which it's a tough schedule you know it's not like they could go eight and four and not be really bad Mm -hmm. um it's a tough schedule obviously but if tennessee's gonna go eight and four this year what are the biggest question marks in your mind what's the biggest reason why
1: yeah, I mean offensive line's big. I mean, you're replacing a guy who just went number ten overall in the NFL draft. You're replacing another guy that is with the Kansas City Chiefs right now who's been a you know three, four year starter. So, you know, it's not like you can just plug and play and it's gonna be seamless. Now you can plug and play. It might take a little while, but it's not gonna be seamless. So, you know, the offensive line and again it's just all connected, right? Um, and I hate to just sound so elementary saying this, but I mean it's quarterback play. Um it, it's yeah. so I mean, as you know, it's so important to everything. That you do offensively, and Joe Milton again has got all the potential in the world. Um, he's got the experience; he's been around. I think he really benefited. You talk about maturity earlier in the show. I think he really benefited from sitting back and watching Hendon Hooker you know, off the field, mm-hmm. on the field. They were roommates. I mean, they did everything together, and and I think that helped Joe grow. We'll see how much. Um, but but everything you do offensively, and you know, really in any offense, especially in Josh Hobble's offense, it stems from the quarterback. So the difference in you know, ten and two, eight and four. I mean, it's it's you know, are you a good or a great quarterback? You know, we'll find out. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see you know Joe Milton try to do that. But it should be interesting, regardless. So I, I feel like, you know, obviously I'm biased here, but I feel like football's so much better. The SEC is better. You know, when Tennessee's winning, and Tennessee was winning last year, and that was it was a heck of a, a heck of a ride.
0: Well, listen, we can both agree that Florida sucks, <laughs> and Georgia needs a rival in the sec east and so i agree with you i want tennessee football to be that rival um florida is florida is clearly not until they get things figured out and so excited excited about the upcoming season excited about the matchup in knoxville uh if you're a georgia fan uh, it's fun to keep up with other teams. Go subscribe to the Locked On Vols podcast. Eric does a great job, and he um, breaks down his own team and gives you information about rivals that you can uh, enjoy. So if you're a Georgia fan, give Eric a follow on Twitter uh, and uh, go subscribe to his show. And Eric, uh, can't wait till this season. We'll have you back on as the season gets closer and uh, talk more football. Sounds great, man. Can't wait. All right, see ya.